Skill Development Playbook, Episode 22. Starting today, you will play like winners, act like winners, and most importantly, you will be winners. We're talking about practice. We'll be back. How can I make my teammates better by practicing? I'm going to show you how great I am. You, me, or nobody. It's going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, and today's featured guest is Dave Severance. Coach, are you ready to drop some knowledge for everyone that's listening today? Well, I'm ready. I don't know how much knowledge I can drop, but I'm ready. <laughs> I'm sure you got plenty of knowledge to share with everybody. Uh, real briefly, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, about your, your coaching history and your coaching journey? And uh, just kind of tell wow. us a little bit about yourself. I'll I tell you what, TJ, it's been, uh, it's been a long one. I've, I've been in this crazy business uh, whew, 37 years maybe. I, I started, you know, when I got finished playing, um, um, I started right away coaching. Uh, I think I was 22 years old and got my first job as a ninth grade coach, ninth grade basketball. I had no zero coaching experience and mm-hmm. knew it was something I always wanted to get into. So I jumped right in. I got an opportunity to coach a ninth grade uh, boys freshman team. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I just, you know, spent, spent several years at the high school level, you know, coaching freshmen and JV basketball, varsity basketball. And, uh, you know, got a chance to uh, be an assistant at a division two school and then spent, Couple of years at junior college and three years at Division One level, and then got an opportunity to uh, here at the NBA level. Uh, you know, two years with the Bulls, and then six years with the Clippers. Okay, yeah, you know that's a that's a that's a great journey. I know that's that's great to hear from, for especially with some of the coaches that's listening that may be on the middle school, junior high level that that wants to uh, to climb up the ladder, so right. to speak. Um, and I know it wasn't easy. I know you say you've been doing it for 37 years. So, uh, like I was saying right, from the beginning, I know right. you got some knowledge to drop, a lot of information to share. So <laughs> let's 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 dive right on into this. Um, the first sure. question that I want to ask is, what is your definition of skill development, and how important is it to the game of basketball? Well, well skill skill development is, as I think, something that every player, no matter how old they are should constantly be working on, um, you know, and so many, so many people, uh, tend to think of skill development as you know, just, just working on, you know, one-on-one individual skills or one-on-zero individual skills and mainly offensive stuff. But to me, it's much more than that. Um, you know, you know skill development is, is, is sometimes having to teach a player, uh, how to be professional, teaching a player, uh, you know, how to watch film correctly. Uh, practice habits, you know, being on time, uh, diet, nutrition, strength, and conditioning. You know, you know, teach, teaching one-on-zero skills is is certainly a part of that. Uh, but but I think more encompassing are, are the other things that I just mentioned and how all that fits into a five-on-five game. Uh, I, I think sometimes you know we got we get caught up with 
you know, teaching the guy this move or that move. And, 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 you know, that, that there, there's a lot of importance in that or just working on his shooting or, or whatever it is, ball handling. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the other things that I've mentioned, you know, encompasses everything that I feel is important about skill development. Yeah, when you're talking about the things like the uh, the diet, the uh, the conditioning, yeah. the responsibility, and and, uh-huh. and knowing how to watch film, that all works together. You know, um, I have yeah. I've had players before that they 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 do things, you know, good in practice in a one on one setting, but they don't take care of their body when it comes to how they eat and what they drink, or they don't watch basketball games, or they don't study film. And they don't realize how all right. that has an effect on what we're doing um, in that one-on-one or one-on-zero setting. Right. Uh, so, and, and, and you know, and, and it's a shame today uh, because there's so much available technology-wise and mm-hmm. information-wise. There's, there's so much more uh, knowledge, uh, things available today than there were even ten years ago. That, mm-hmm. You know, it's a shame that players don't take advantage of all that. So I, I think in our role as player development coaches, we, we really need to encompass all those things. Yeah, and I think it's also important, too, that that, that we as coaches, whether you consider yourself a skilled coach or, or a team coach, you know, is to give those players those resources. Um, yeah, I, and, to me, and to me, to be honest with you, there, there, there's no difference. Skilled coach, player, mm-hmm. you're, you're a basketball coach. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you, you know, if you're a basketball coach, it doesn't matter if you're coaching in a five on five game or just working with one guy in the gym, mm-hmm. uh, you're a coach and, and all those things need to be uh, developed. Yeah. And, and I was, um, doing some reading up on you before, the, uh, before we okay. did this podcast and I saw that you work uh, with, it, 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 that, that was a short read, I bet. <laughs> And I saw that you did some some work with with uh, with Nike and some camps and some skill development with oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so you said yeah, I've been. Uh, go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, I you know you brought up Nike. I've been fortunate enough to to do a lot of uh, work with them and their players for the last eighteen years or so. So it's um, something that's a lot of fun, and I'm very fortunate to have been able to uh, do some stuff with them. Now, with with your experience and, and with your coaching background, I know you've seen a lot when it comes to skill development. You've seen the good and the bad, and 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 a lot of different things, a lot of different trends that come and go. Is there one thing that mm-hmm. you would like to change or improve when it comes to skill development? And it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's on the court. Um, it could be anything, like you had mentioned just a few minutes ago. But is there anything about skill development that you would like to see changed or improved? Well, I, I, you know, I don't know if I'm, I, I'm one that could, you know, you know, dictate change or anything. But I, I do know that the one thing that I think is really important to me uh, is, is to not be real gimmicky and not use a lot of props. And, you know, I call them tricky drills and, and, and tricky stuff. Um, to me, that, uh, that stuff is a waste of time. Uh, you, you need to you need to be able to determine what's what's best for the player. Keep it simple, and you know one of the key things to me, TJ, is 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 repeat, 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 correct, repeat some more, repeat some more. Uh, it's, re- it's really simple when it comes down to it. You need to determine what what it is that needs to be worked on, 
and then just do it. And, you know, repetition, repetition, correction, repetition. You know, it's not, not a lot, a whole lot of gimmicks and, and tricks and, and, and stuff that, you know, looks good to kids and all that. I think sometimes that, that gets overrated. So to me, that's, you know, the most important thing is figuring out what it is that's, that's most important for that player and how it fits into his team. And then just to, 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 to do the skill and repeat it and correct it. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I was uh, interviewing last week with uh, Jay Hernandez, who uh, who does the skill uh-huh. development with, with Oh, yeah. Magic. yeah, I know Jay. Yeah, yeah. and we were talking yeah. about some of the same things, and and we got to talking about how sometimes, you know, if you if you do um, a drill with a particular player and you put that, that drill online, whether it's YouTube or a website, and another coach comes behind and they see that, um, one thing I feel like is really important that, that we sometimes don't do, we just we just like to copy it and not really understand why a coach is doing a particular drill with the player. You know, so yeah. if if you're working with a point guard and, and your point guard is a is a, a great shooter but he's not great at getting to the basket, then you may do some things to, to work on that. Uh, but I, I think we as coaches, we've got to see and understand what it is that we're trying to do and make it as game relevant as possible. Cause sometimes we get, yeah, you yeah. know, as people say, and you got to keep it simple. Right. Right. You know, sometimes people like to use the word innovative, um, you know, that's thrown thrown around a lot. And, and I understand what people are talking about. Uh, but sometimes I think we do get a little carried away with, with some of the, some of the drills. And I've told players sometimes doing the boring stuff, the so-called boring drills make, it's what makes your game exciting. You know, so keeping it simple with things like form shooting, one hand, two hand form shooting, um, getting up plenty of reps when it comes to to your to your jump shot and and stuff like that, and really, I feel like it really help your game and and make it make it more beneficial down down the road. Sure, absolutely. So we hear a lot about skill development in the off season. But discuss how mm-hmm. how skill development is is important for in season. You know how much how much skill develop skill development should a player get when they're in season with the team practices and also the games. Well, you you, you bring up two very important things. First of all, what level? Okay, the amount of skill development that you can do individually a lot of times is determined on the level that you're coaching the resources that you have, you know, how many staff members do you have? If you're a high school coach and you got, you know, maybe one assistant and, and you're, you know, you got very limited uh, gym time at a high school, then that's going to be a lot different than if you're an NBA coach and you have unlimited skill time and you never practice, Mm -hmm. uh, which leaves a lot of time for individual development. So, you know, it all depends on the level that you're at. It really does um, because it's going to be different. Uh, an NBA player is going to be able to work so much more on their individual skills uh, than, than a college or a high school kid was because they're not going to class. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not practicing as much as a team. So it's 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 all based upon the level that you coach at. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if that that makes sense to you, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been very fortunate, you know, to have been in the NBA, and there's a lot of time for it. Uh, you know, as much time really as the player wants to put in mm-hmm. and the resources are there, you know, we've got <laughs> staffs are so big now, you know, there's eight coaches on every staff. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's 
ample time and opportunity for players to work on skill development, should they choose to do so. Now, in college, that's a little different. You don't have as many coaches. You, you know, you're going to class, and you're practicing a lot more as a team in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, it's the same thing. And, but in high school, you may not have the gym time or the resources. So it's all dependent on what level you coach at. A lot of the coaches that listen to this podcast, they are uh, high school, junior high type coaches. And we may have some 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 college coaches and then, of course, parents and players. So real quickly, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the same thing, what would you what type of what are some things for those high school and junior high coaches or even the smaller level college coaches that don't have the resources? Mm-hmm. What can they do to kind of tackle skill development? during the season when they're limited with gym usage and, and staff right. and resources? Well, I, I, I think the number one thing, that, if that's the case and that's the situation, the number one thing you have to do every day is to find time within your practice before or after whatever for shooting. I think it's so important uh, that kids be able to, uh, you know, get game repetition shots up every day. So if you, if you only have a, a limited amount of time, uh, say you're a high school or a middle school coach, mm-hmm. uh, shooting would, it would be the number one thing that I would address with those guys, uh, as far as skill development goes. Now, whatever you want to do with the shooting, you know, whatever's important to you, whatever, uh, you know, if you're a three point shooting team or a driving kid team, whatever, whatever it is, um, you've got to develop individual workouts to be able to get your kids shooting. Um, I, I've seen big time high school programs with resources that allow for teams to bring in their team, uh, you know, six o'clock in the morning and they'll shoot for an hour before school hmm. and then still have a full two hour practice after school. Uh, you know, and those are the schools that are fortunate to have those resources. Now, if you're not, you need to carve out some kind of time if that's important to you during your practice or before or after for shooting. It's so important. Yeah, so it sounds like to me the most important thing is you got to make it a priority. Once you make it a priority to get in that skill development, whatever your emphasis is, um, is making time for it, you know. And yeah. it doesn't have to be half the practice, but you got to have – you got to make it a priority and you got to make time for it. Um, try to make time for it every day. Uh, now, I know here in Arkansas we have a lot of teams that come in on Sundays – uh, they play Tuesdays and Fridays uh-huh. for the high school teams, and they'll come in on Sundays and get and get a practice in, and they'll take Saturdays off. Well, see, you're yeah. very fortunate in Arkansas because in California you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> California so, Sundays are off limits. Yeah, so I think that you know if there's coaches you know like that here in Arkansas, Sunday will probably be a good day to get in some extra extra skill development because you you still got Monday to prepare for Tuesday, I guess. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to say it that way, but but that's something I've always felt like you got to make it a priority and try to find a way to to get that skill development in there, even if it is only fifteen to twenty minutes of your hour and a half right. practice. Right. You know, so. Um, and I tell you, I tell you, the best the best teacher to me, um, especially if you're a middle school or a high school kid, the best the best teacher is three on three and four on four. Um, you can do so much teaching, whatever your philosophy is uh, of offense and defense. You, you know, you can do a lot with four-on-four drills and four-on-four work and three-on-three. So, uh, I, you know, a lot of times coaches get so much into having to, uh, you know, 
go five on five and putting in these plays and mm-hmm. putting in this defense and this offense. And, and uh, I think a lot of our time can be spent very well playing four on four and playing three on three. Hmm. So since we're talking about high school, the high school level right now, um, mm-hmm. on the youth level, high school, you know, junior high, middle school, what skills do you think that players and coaches should should really concentrate on? Because I know how it is sometimes if I'm a if I'm a middle school, junior high, or even high school player, and I go on YouTube and I see my favorite NBA player working out with somebody, I want to emulate and be yeah. like that particular player. Oh, don't yeah, can't <laughs> but, do that, man. Right, but what should no. what what are some skills that you see that they really need okay. to concentrate on at at, a, at the youth level? Here's, here's the four things you got to do. This is just my personal philosophy. The four things that you have to work on and emphasize. Okay, number one is passing. You got to teach kids how to pass. Okay, not only to pass, but to receive the pass. So number one is passing. Number two is moving. Moving without the ball. Okay, how to screen, how to rescreen, how to back screen, how to cut, um, you know, how to space up on a penetration. So that's the second thing. The third thing is shooting, okay? Like I mentioned earlier, you know, shooting is such an important part of the game. So, you know, however you can do it, you you, you got to be able to get shooting in, okay? So you got passing, mm-hmm. you got cutting and moving, and you got shooting, and now you have defense, okay? If, if I could spend, you know, if I only could spend X amount of time, those would be the four things that I made sure that, that were really important. And at that level... Passing, shooting, moving without the ball, screening, etc., and then defense. Now you, you you understand? I didn't say anything about ball handling. Right. Okay. Right, we over dribble yeah. in this game. Okay. <laughs> ball handling is important, yeah. but we tend to over dribble. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you got to be careful with all those tricky dribble drills and all that crazy stuff. All right. Ball handling is important, but uh, you know we got to be careful. Because kids tend to over dribble, and you want you want to teach them, you know, movement and passing uh, as opposed to too much dribbling. Yeah, I, when I first started doing skill development 15 years ago, I used to spend out of an hour workout, I would spend about 25 minutes on ball handling, and we do a lot of stationary and stuff on the move. Uh, but as I as mm-hmm. I got older and matured, I, I really kind of started cutting back on some of that. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I I agree. I, you yeah. know, and, and kids like that stuff because it looks cool and you uh-huh. know, it's individual, and they get the ball in their hand. Yeah. But really, if you, if you look at the whole game, it's you know not a lot of not a lot of stationary ball handling goes into a game. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, my feeling, and it, it just kind of let me address ball handling for a minute. Mm-hmm. My feeling is anytime you know a player wants to work on ball handling or do ball handling drills, you know we'll do some of that. But I always like to um, finish it, whatever it is you're working on, I finish it with a shot. Mm -hmm. So you're just not doing stationary. Like if you're working on a crossover dribble, you're working on it, finishing with a shot. If you're working on an in-and-out dribble, you finish it with a shot or a layup or some kind of finish around the rim or a jump shot. If you're working on a hang dribble, you finish it with a shot. If you're working on the side step, you finish it with a shot. And and that's something I had to learn. I I had to learn that. Um, I actually heard another coach talk about the same thing. He said, uh, but he likes to – he said the dribbling should end with a shot or a pass. 
Um, so yeah, I, I got, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I got into that and I said, well, you know, players are not going to stand in one spot and dribble two basketballs for three or four minutes. No, um, yeah. Now if that, if that starts happening, and they put that rule in where you can dribble two balls and I'll start practicing. <laughs> Otherwise I'm not going to practice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's good to hear about those four skills that you think is important. Those are, those are the four skills yeah. I try to hit on. I have a group of girls right now that's, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and we have been working and working, trying to get them to understand about moving without the ball. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, TJ, those four things that I mentioned, now you can break each one of those down mm-hmm. into in several different areas. Mm-hmm. So for example, if, uh, if, if you take, uh, you know, moving without the ball and movement, there, there's several things that, that are incorporated into that. Screening, mm-hmm. cutting, um, you know, how to pick on the ball, how to pick off the ball. Um, and then when you get into passing, there's a, there's a whole nother subset of passing, you know, what kind of pass. And, and, and then you incorporate, you know, pocket passes, chest passes, driving kicks, post feeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about jump stopping, being able to pivot before you pass. And then in shooting, there's, you know, there's a million things, you know, shooting wise, right. finishes, layups, free throws, jump shots, you know, everything. Yeah. So, there's a, there's a lot, but you, really it's just four things, and then defense. But un, underneath those four things is, is a myriad of skills that you can incorporate, and, and what you incorporate is all dependent on how you want to play. Mm. Yeah, and that's important. So I, I see that a lot. I see a lot of coaches, they will uh, – you see this a lot at the high school level. They'll see what somebody does at the, at the NBA or college level, and they'll say, oh, I love the way they play. I'm going to do these drills. But you don't have the personnel. Yeah. You don't have the personnel no. for that, and, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. And not only do you not have the personnel, I mean, the NBA game is totally different, even from the college game. It is. It's, it's totally different. Yeah. And, the, and the biggest difference is shot clock. The mm-hmm. second biggest difference are the three-second rules, the defensive rules. Mm-hmm. The third biggest difference is the spacing. You know, our three-point line and our lane are so much – uh, wider and longer, you know, deeper. So it's it's a totally different game. It really is. So, what advice would you give to players, parents, and coaches when it comes to skill development? What do you think is important for them? Okay, the, the number one. I, the, first of all, let me address the parents. Okay, <laughs> parents, just stay out of the way. Number one. Okay. <laughs> Let the coaches coach. You just be a cheerleader over there, okay? <laughs> um, you know, parents you know, are one of the biggest obstacles to uh, having a player optimize his talent at the high school level. Mm-hmm. Okay, so parents just need to take a back seat and just let the coaches coach. <laughs> Easier said than done. I mean, yeah. I've been a parent, yeah. and, you know, I've dealt with parents. Mm-hmm. So uh, my, my advice to coaches would be say, you know what, explain to the parents that you got their best interests of their kids at heart, all right? But you're not going to talk to them about playing time. Okay, so don't come to me after a game and say, how come my kid's not playing? Uh, you know, we'll talk about everything else, but we're not going to talk about playing time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we could, do, yeah. we could do a whole show on how to deal with parents. Yeah, really. Um, so... You know, that's kind of where I stand with them. Okay, and then what about the, the players and coaches? No, number one is 
players need to understand that they, they are going to play for a certain coach. Okay. Like, like you're trying out for the varsity team, you know who the coach is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure that you're working on the skills that are going to be incorporated into the way that coach wants to play. Does that make sense? For example, if the coach is adamant about not taking mid-range jump shots, either you're going to shoot a three or you're going to go all the way to the rim, don't practice mid-range jump shots. Okay? I don't agree with that. But if it's going to help you with the team and with the coach, then that's what you got to do. Um, If you're uh, going to play for a coach that is known for being a full-court pressing guy, Okay, he's really into the full court press and trap and all that. Well, then you better understand, number one, you probably should be in really good shape mm-hmm. if he's going to play that way. And be understand, you know, I, I got to develop the skill of, of you know, how, how to guard the ball full court and how to trap. So my advice to a player would be understand who it is you're going to play for. And develop your skills and your workouts around that coach's philosophy. Yeah. So, and if I'm a coach, uh, you know, I'm. It's just, it's the same thing. If you're a coach and you have a certain way that you want to play, then your skill development work with your players in the off season should revolve around how you're going to play. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's really good advice. Uh, definitely about the parents. Parents sometimes are. <laughs> look, look too involved uh, when it comes yeah, to yeah, comes yeah, they to are. Kids. And you know what? And then you know, at the NBA level, it's, it's agents. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at the college level, it's, it's the AAU guys, and at the high school level, it's the parents. Yeah. So you, you can never totally get away from it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 parents sometimes they they have the best interests at heart, and I understand they're looking out for their kids. Sure, they do. But you know, sometimes um, I think parents are a little too quick to try to just rescue or save their kid. You know, sometimes you got to tell them, look, son, you, you're just not, you're just not good enough to, to get the playing time that you deserve, yeah. or that you want, not that you deserve, but that you want. And then sometimes you just got to tell them, say, you know, it's just, you know, you don't, you're not working hard enough. It's not that you're not talented. You're just not working hard enough and you got to make that, that dedication. So. I'll tell you what, some good advice I would give to a high school coach. If the parents are complaining about playing time, invite them to come and practice. Mm. Invite them to come and sit and watch and practice and, 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 and see how uh, how hard that their kid's not working. Mm. Yeah. You know, they're okay, he's not playing. Okay, come watch practice. And you'll see why. Yeah. I ha- um, yeah, because I had a situation similar to that when I was coaching the AAU team. Uh, but, you know, the parents kind of saw what I what I meant or what I was doing or, or why that son wasn't starting, wasn't he wasn't playing, he wasn't starting. Um, so I, I've had to deal with that before. Um, so, Coach, I'm going to ask you one more one more question. So with, with this being about skill development and, you know, a lot of kids, they look up to the guys in the NBA. They want to be like LeBron James or Steph Curry or Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these guys have a, a – an unbelievable work ethic. They didn't just wake up and if all of a sudden was the player that they are. So can you share from your experience being in the NBA, what's the mindset mm-hmm. of the NBA players when it comes to, comes to skill development? 
Well, I tell you, TJ, the mindset of the great ones is work ethic. Um, the mindset of the ones that uh, have the talent but never panned out is taking the easy way out. And it, and it eventually you know, catches up to them and they don't make it. Um, but the great ones that I've been around, and I, you know, they all have that unbelievable work ethic. Let me give you an example. Um, when we first got to the Clippers, uh, it was Blake's first year. He, he sat out the, uh, the one year with the knee injury. So really he was a rookie coming in mm-hmm. that first year when we, when we got here. And Bl- Blake was, was a r- really close to a non-shooter. Uh, outside of two feet or three feet, okay? <laughs> he could do all the yeah. crazy dunks, but really yeah. was an uncomfortable mid-range shooter. Um, and he realized that. And I tell you, that first year, he went to work on it, and he worked on it, and he worked on it, and here we are six years later uh, into his career. He's become a very good mid-range shooter. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing that anybody did except him. Mm. He was the one that worked on his shooting. And I'm sure we're, we're there to help him and all this and that, but it was his decision. Um, so that, that, that's, that's one example. Um, you know, guys that are, you look at and you say, wow, that guy's a great shooter, you know, Ray Allen or, or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy that I can give you an example, there's a guy on our team and his name's JJ Reddick. And, mm-hmm. And people say, wow, he's just such a great shooter. Well, yeah, you know why? Because he practices shooting every day. Now, it may only be 10 minutes. It may be 20 minutes. But he's a great shooter because he works on shooting every day. You know, and, and he has his own little routine that he does and, and this and that. And he's working on the exact shot that he's going to get in the game. Mm-hmm. But it's his work ethic that makes him that good. Um. You know, and I and you could just go down the list of every great player in the NBA, and they're going to all have one thing in common, and that's that they they work hard at their game. Uh, and I can tell you stories of guys that had that talent that didn't work, that didn't make it. Mm, yeah. Um, so it, it, it's it's you know the good ones are good because they work at it, and they're smart with their work, and they take care of their body, and they're in great condition. Um, those things are really important. Yeah, I, I try to get the players on the stand at a young age. Because, um, you know, m- majority of the players I work with are high school, junior high, middle school. You know, I, I have some players that go off to play in college, and, and they'll come back in the summer, and I work with them. But I try to get these players to understand that, you know, your work ethic, your hard work, your commitment is what's going to take you. That's what's going to further along your career. You know, uh, I, mm-hmm. I see it all the time. I see a player that's fifth, sixth grade. He's taller, bigger, stronger, more athletic than everybody. It's not putting in the work. And then when he gets to high school, people always say he tops out. Like, man, he, he hit a ceiling. He's not getting it. Well, he didn't work on his game. And as other players matured and other players got was continuing to work and get better, it seems like he topped out. So it's good to start at a younger at a real, real young age working on that work ethic and building those habits. Um, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's exactly right. That's, that's what, it, and it, you know, here's the thing. If, if the kid is talented enough and he works at it, he's going to play somewhere. Somebody will find him and there'll be a spot for him to play somewhere at some level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you got to have the talent. 
There's mm-hmm. no question about that. But that's not enough. It, you know, you got to combine it with the work ethic. And then here's the, here's the key thing. The, the player has to give the coach permission to coach him. Okay, I can't coach you if you haven't given me permission. Right. Now, once you give me permission to coach you, then, you know, the sky's the limit. But I've, I've been around players that have really never given the coaches permission to coach them, and they fall short of their potential. Well, Coach, is there anything else that you would like to like to share with, with well, our listeners? Here's the, here's the thing. I, I got one. Here's the thing. You know, player, people always talk to me about, you know, what's important in skill development and player development. I, there's five musts that I, I, I call them the five musts of player development. Okay, the number one thing is is uh, care. Players got to know that you care. Okay, they don't know, you know, until they know you care, they don't care what you know. Right. Okay, so the second thing is uh, knowledge and competency. So the, the coach has to be knowledgeable and, and he has to be competent in what he's doing. And especially at the NBA level, if, if you're not competent and really know what's going on, the, the players can, they can smell BS a mile away. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you're not going to trick those guys and fool them. Um, so you got to be competent and you got to be knowledgeable about what it is you're teaching and why you're teaching it and be able to explain what it is you're doing and here's why we're doing it. Um, so the third thing is what I call the 24-7 rule. Now, that's not always possible. But at our level, it has to be. You know, you have to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, if a player calls at 10 at night, hey, let's get some shots up, you know, you've got to be available. Um, the fourth thing is what I call sweat equity. There may be a time when you have to get in the trenches with the guys and sweat with them. Uh, I'm not saying that's, that happens all the time, but it may happen and you've got to be willing and able to get in there with them and, and uh, have some sweat equity built up. And those four things leads to the last thing, which is trust. Uh, if you can develop those four things that I mentioned, um, then the trust will come along, which is the most important thing. They trust you, you trust them. And, and if, and if you've done a good job in the first four things that I mentioned, then the trust, factor will come and the relationship can develop and you know you get better and the player gets better and as a result team gets better yeah those those are good those are good and and i try to show the players that that i care about them and i think it's good for coaches to 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 know about your players outside of basketball you know what are they interests you know you know you know uh what do they like to do other than play basketball? You know, and I think that I try to sometimes in my in my sessions, uh, you know, if we're talking about a defensive stance or a certain position, I may use another sport that they may play so they can get an understanding of exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Um, if they told me they had mm-hmm. a – I got a – well, Coach, I can't work out tonight. I got a big project I got to do. That's that's doing the next day. Next time we meet, I'm gonna ask them about their project. Well, how did your how was your project or how was your vacation? And I think when you do that, they un, they know they'll start thinking and knowing that you care about them, and it's not just about yeah basketball. You, hey, 
Yeah, you just you know what you got to do, man. You just talk to them. Yep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just yeah. Just talk to them. Just talk to them. Okay, tell them the truth. You know, tell them the truth. Talk to them, and you know, you know, if you can do those two things, tell them the truth and just talk to them. You know, things can blossom and and uh, and grow from there. Well, coach, um, if there's anybody out there that's want to connect with you on on social media or or Twitter or any other social media sites, how can how can they find you? Well, you know, if any coach has a question or, or you know, I got so much information that I could share with coaches, you know, um, anything, offense, defense, player development, philosophies, whatever. Um, all I have to do is email me at uh, J-Y-M-R-A-T-T at gmail.com. That's Jim Rat J-Y-M-R-A-T-T at gmail.com, and I'll, I'll uh, help them and send them whatever, whatever I can. We appreciate for everyone tuning in for today's podcast. Big shout out to Coach Dave Severance for his time and dropping some knowledge. You can connect with Coach on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Dave underscore Severance. Also connect with me on Twitter at NBNBball. You can now follow the Skill Development Playbook podcast on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at SDP underscore podcast. You can find links and additional information from today's podcast on our blog page. Just visit nbnbball.com forward slash skill development playbook and type the name Dave Severance in the search bar and everything will come up. You have been listening to the Skill Development Playbook podcast where the world's best trainers and coaches come to discuss skill development.